0: Welcome to the Success IQ podcast, the show for entrepreneurs wanting to create and live an exceptional life. I'm your host, Jeff Nicholson. For those of you who are new to the show, welcome. I'm an expert in performance and mindset, supporting business owners to create exceptional results in life and business. And I achieve this through coaching, training, speaking, and my online programs. I started this podcast to discover how other thought and business leaders create and enjoy success, and to identify the common strategies and techniques, as well as the mindset they've adopted to live their version of exceptional. My aim is simple. It's for you to learn and implement the valuable lessons shared in these episodes. You deserve to live and enjoy an exceptional life, but in order to achieve this, you will need to adopt new strategies and ways of thinking to accomplish your goals. Now don't forget to hit that subscribe button to make sure you don't miss any of these brilliant episodes. Head over to jeffnicholson.co.uk to register for my Kick Mediocrity in the Nuts newsletter, as well as all you need to know on how to connect with me on social media or join the Facebook group. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. I truly hope you are having an amazing week. So we are on episode 177 and we have got a great guest for with us today, Ken Clodoris. Now, Ken is an esteemed wealth advisor and leader in the self-mastery movement who has developed an online course entitled Stillness to Success to help people cut through the noise, find their stillness and create the success they want to live. Ken compiled this course with practical and impactful lessons he extracted from years of his own self-study with a spin that is fresh and relevant for 2021 world. We are all experiencing currently. Ken, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Jeff. Thanks for having me.
0: Ken, I am really, really looking forward to this. But before we dive into the juicy stuff, could you give us a little bit of a backstory of what's brought you to this point today?
1: Oh, of course. Uh, I don't think my journey has been that different than probably a lot of people's, especially if they're high achievers. And so, you know, started my career early on, knew what I wanted to do. And that was a uh, being in wealth management and, you know, hone down that practice to doing 1031 exchange uh, real estate for investors and really hit a level there that, I felt was probably the highest I could reach and it was at the level of the people in my office. Um, you know, my life was basically on repeat and then I found some keys and some little tweaks that I made that just sent my mindset extremely high and has allowed me to reach levels of success that I never thought possible. And in having those conversations with people, I realized that I could help people do the same thing. And that's what brings me here today to, to share the course that I created to help people get unstuck and really move forward and define what success looks like for them and then go out and actually achieve it.
0: Yeah. What, what do you think's the, um, biggest, um, so, uh, the biggest stumbling block that stops people from achieving the levels of
1: success that they're looking for? So for me, it was my own limiting beliefs and my own self-talk. And I feel like for a lot of people, right, the, the conversation going on in their head is one that they're always having, right? It's 24-7, nonstop, just going. And until you can quiet down that conversation and get out of that box that you've created for yourself, it was really hard for me to reach new levels of success. Right. Okay.
0: And do you think it's kind of um, this that type of self talk is has has been with them for for a long time as well? And possibly it's the same type of self talk that just keeps sort of it's like rinse and repeat, but maybe in different scenarios.
1: Exactly. You know, I, I think that there's a statistic that like eighty percent of our self talk is negative. Uh, so you know, we're just constantly feeding ourselves negative chatter. And whether it's, you know, relationships or, you know, our physical life or uh, career, right, whatever it may be, we're having those same type of conversations in our head that are limiting what we can and think we can achieve.
0: Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? We can we can we can focus so easily without really thinking about on the stuff that holds us back. But yet when we start wanting to initially start looking at creating that success in our lives, that's the bit of work that we have to work really hard on and developing.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: It's 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 like the ultimate conundrum <laughs> to, to try and change that voice. So um, bef- before we talk about some of the other topics, because I'm I'm really fascinated with some of the meditation videos you're doing and and um, your strategies and beliefs about um, the meditation side. Um, where do you so you we've got a, the the limiting belief side, the the structure of trying to change that. Can you share some strategies that? Um, You teach, you use it within your your own um, personal sort of day-to-day actions of how to start uh, changing that self-talk.
1: Yeah. So the easiest thing that I found, and again, I was kind of teaching myself, right? So I did a lot of different techniques, but the one that was the easiest and made the most profound effect on me was actually just simply doing a meditation. And spending that, you know, 20 minutes quieting my mind and getting in the habit of giving my mind that time to quiet down so that when I went back into my activities, I was more focused and was actually listening to what was occurring as opposed to this constant chatter in my head.
0: It's interesting as well, isn't it? Because it's there's 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 so many even just in that little answer that short answer there's so many benefits of the the strategy of meditation from focusing to slow down to giving yourself space why now obviously that that meditation has picked up more and more uh, popularity over over the years but why do you think there's so many people that struggle to see meditation as a benefit because they believe to be a high achiever they've got to be so fast paced so um you know nitrous burning all the time candles burning at both ends but yet the exact opposite is the is the myth the mythology is that right or the methodology that's the one i'm thinking of the methodology to actually slow down
1: yeah so i mean i was and I'm a perfect example of that. You know, before I was, before I was meditating, I was high achiever, right. Had a good career reached levels again that I thought I would take a whole lifetime to reach relatively quickly. And you know, when you're doing that, it is that fast pace and your mind is telling you, you have to stay busy. Um, So again, it's back to like that mental chatter. Right. And it wasn't until, I had decided like I needed to go to a different level and I could achieve more. And I started meditating. It wasn't until I actually did it and experienced it that I noticed the profound effect. And I equated to like sharpening your tool or whatever, like, you know, like if you're going to, there's an example of like, if you're going to cut down a tree, right. Would you rather have a sharp blade or a dull blade? And meditation allows you to sharpen your blade, being your mental self, and allow you to be more proficient and efficient when you're actually doing activity. So so you can do, you can do less, but achieve more.
0: I suppose the other thing, the other question is that, because I know um, I've I had my own battles with trying to get into meditation. It's all, it's, there's wanting to do it and then allowing you to understand about, it's not about being completely quiet in the, in your head. It's about learning to focus within, well, certainly from my point of view, should I say, it's about focusing with intention on the moment and not allowing the 3,000 to-do items on your list to start flooding through your mind. How did you combat that initially at first?
1: Yeah. So I feel like that is a, a belief that most people have is right. I'm going to sit down to meditate and I'm not going to have a thought just so, still it's quiet. Yeah. that, that doesn't, that's just not how it works. Right. You're like, well, if you're walking into it with that mindset, like it's never going to work because I've been meditating for years and I have thoughts during my meditation. Um, but I think it's finding the type of meditation that works best for you. So, you know, there's a lot of different apps and different types of, you know, meditations that you could do. And for me, doing a mantra based meditation was really the easiest way for me to be able to relax, control or like lessen the amount of thoughts going on in my head and really get the benefits. And that's why, you know, I became a Chopra certified meditation instructor to really help people start creating that stillness in their life so that they can have, you know, the success that they want.
0: And for you is the, the mantra bit, is that the bit that helps quiet it and allow you to focus on that moment rather than, um, I don't know the different names, so forgive my ignorance. But the 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 type of one where you kind of like just sitting there and I don't know listening to a singing bowl, or you're you're listening to um, someone specifically guiding you through something. Which I don't know about you, but I find that a little bit off putting, um, because when they stop. I kind of want to carry on with it. And sometimes you can kind of get lost in that guided one, but it's a great place to start. Um, What for you was the benefit of doing the mantra version rather than say the, the, the guided or the singing bowl or, or those sort of different ones.
1: So I've done all of those different ones and I really enjoy the balls, um, for just healing and, you know, recentering, but those are all things that I don't, Well, I couldn't do on a daily basis and I needed something that I could do every day that I didn't need to have my phone or connection, right. To do, it was just me and my mantra and wherever I was, I could do it. And that was really what drew me to that is right. It was just more of a personal experience of just me being with myself with a mantra that means nothing. So I'm not putting any thought to what my mantra is. It's it's just a sound that I make and it's a very personal experience. So for me, that was the reason why it helped me so much.
0: Wow. Okay. And okay, so you've got some people on the show. They um some of them will m- be meditating, um, you know, the l- long time um uh dedicated to that process. You've got other people that kind of like talking about it. Um You've got other people um, based on some of the emails I get from some of the listeners whose um, egos possibly may be testing the waters with whether they should be doing um, meditation or that kind of shit is sometimes the way that they describe it on the emails. Um, where, where do you uh,
1: suggest this start? Well, they should start wherever they are. Right. Um, so really I, I look at, especially for the people that email you with the negativity of whether they should start or not. Um, I was that same person. So I can really relate to that. Um, And then I get a lot of feedback from people saying, well, you know, is it going to like change me or is it going to do something? You know, they have all these ideas of this negativity that's going to happen from meditating. And at the end of it, all you're doing is spending 20 minutes with yourself in quiet. So unless you have, right, some crazy thoughts constantly, um, eventually everything will calm down and you'll just be able to hear yourself and have a better relationship with yourself, which affects how you experience your entire life. Mm. And I think I think the um,
0: the key thing that you mentioned there was quiet. It's about, and I, I know for me, when I first started, I was about, being is in control in my environment as possible to get used to the meditative process. Not kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, I've got I've got twenty minutes. I'll just quickly sit in my room and there's mobile phones going off or there's people knocking on the door to interrupt you. It's it, it, for me. It was it was about having a controlled environment that allowed me to focus on the intention of meditating and learning to meditate rather than just Trying to use the strategies I'd always use, which was let's just do it as quickly as possible and tick it off the box. Um, it's about purposefully doing it, isn't it?
1: Exactly right. It's again, it's a very personal experience, um, and it's definitely not something you want to rush through because you know a lot of people kind of their their to do list and they have all these things that they feel they need to do, and if you sit down with that mindset to meditate you're probably not going to have a very good meditation because the whole time you're going to be thinking, why am I doing this? I need to get to my checklist and you're going to be watching the clock as opposed to relaxing into the moment and really getting the benefits of that meditation and that quiet.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And for, and, and for you, what benefits have you noticed from doing meditation? I mean, you've obviously been doing it for a while now. Um, But what types of benefits have you experienced in being able to do that?
1: Yeah, that's why, I mean, I'd say that, uh, you know, it'll change your whole life because every aspect of my life is different today than when I started meditating. Um, And it's an incredible experience. I mean, I get to help people and do things that I never even thought possible. And come from a place of just present moment awareness and understanding. And, um, yeah, my, I have a very fulfilled life, which is really what I wanted to do, right. Is past the material things and all the money and everything like that. It's really about having a life worth living. And, and that's, that's how I live today.
0: So, so one of the other things that's, um, I always get asked and I'm, I'm the, the, introducing it as a, as a a daily habit is one. And, and, and I'm a big one about creating health, you know, healthy, positive habits on a day to day basis. But there's also, um, do you have a specific time that you like to do it or are you sort of one, are you a free flower?
1: So that's kind of a a dual question, but I'll, I'll give you the truth. Um, so one of the things that I feel is freedom is not having to set an alarm so i haven't set an alarm generally uh for years which is an incredible experience it's very freeing to know you're just going to wake up um so the time specifically granted i wake up at the same time most days um the time changes a little bit but i always meditate first thing in the morning so before i start my day i will meditate
0: um and 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 that that's kind of like- preps you for the day, sets you up, gets you into the right, you know, positive state and super focused for whatever task that you got to do for the day ahead.
1: Exactly. You know, I'll, I kind of structure my day so that my meditations roll into kind of my daily plan, journaling, and then whatever is my most important task for the day is what I do next. And I don't let all the distractions and emails and everything, you know, bombard me. I literally get the most important thing done immediately so that way I know if nothing else goes according to plan for the day the most important thing that I needed to do has been done
0: brilliant okay okay you also mentioned in that um answer two other things that um I knew I was going to enjoy this interview so you mentioned journaling and the daily plan um as, as someone who originally was never a planner and just kind of like used to go with whatever mess the day dealt with, um, and also again, someone who never used to journal, but now is a huge advocate on that. Um, what benefits have you found in the, we'll go with journaling first, in the journaling
1: process? Journaling for me has been kind of interesting. So we, I know we're not talking about it, but it, my journaling practice started when I was writing my book. And before that, I didn't really think that I was a writer and I didn't see the benefits of journaling. I was like, I'm a math person. We do numbers. Like, I don't need to worry about that. And I needed to create a habit of writing when I was writing my book. So that was part of my morning as well. And what, it, what journaling did is it allowed me to get down on paper in front of me, right? What my goals were, how I felt that I could achieve them, what I needed to do during the day. And, you know, how I wanted the end of the day to look like and what I knew that I could achieve and kind of just dumped it down on paper, getting it out of my system so that I would kind of start my day already knowing what my day was going to look like.
0: Okay. Okay. So for, your, for you, your journaling process was, um, was it about manifesting what, how you wanted the day to look? rather than using it to sort of channel whatever stuff was going on in your head that you needed to process?
1: So it could be both. It was however I kind of went with the flow, right? It was whatever I was feeling like in the morning. Sometimes I would journal a page. Sometimes it was longer. But the structure in general was, you know, again, how I felt in the morning, what a successful day looked like and what would help me in the day, achieve what I needed to achieve or wanted to achieve. Okay. Okay. And and do you,
0: when, when you do your journaling, do you just do kind of like a, um, a f- you literally do the free flow, but it has a sort of structure that's um, bespoke to how you would generally do the journaling. It's not like bullet journaling or a um, uh, five minute journal or something like that. It's a more free flow action. Correct.
1: Yeah you know, everything in my life is what I call a uh, practical and impactful. Um, and that's why I actually created the journal too, for people to, you know, have so that they could get a structure for how I journal. And again, it just really gets, gives me clarity for the day of what I'm trying to do. And if I'm having a bad day and I need to let something go, I'll write about it. And if it's, you know, what a super successful day looks like, cause I have an important meeting, I'll journal about that too. You know, whatever I need to to do to get, myself through the day in the most ideal way possible. The next question is, uh, is it handwritten, e-ink written, or digitally uh, typed? Handwritten. Yeah, handwritten everything, and I, I keep my journals, and sometimes it's nice just to sit down and review them and think of and read. Kind of just how my days were going at different times of the year.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that, isn't it? Because it's, um, I was I was ill for a long period of time, and I used to keep well. Quite honest, the most one of the most depressing journals that I've ever read. Um, and in fact, what I used to do um, before I knew all of this self development and actually how to do it, I used to keep score of how crap my days were, um, which is obviously going the wrong way, really. Um, so I had a graph. Um, that actually scored out of 10 how crap my days were. Um, and when I started to look back at it and, you know, shock me, I used to feel really crap when I read it. Um, but actually what I noticed is when I when I flipped that and when I learned the skills of how to get my life back on track and and, and that sort of stuff, it was fascinating to go, God, this is how much I've changed. This is how much I've developed from rather than looking at – you know, how bad life is in, in my current experience and my past experience, but actually the benefits of actually focusing on what it is that I'm wanting to do and expressing myself in a, in a, a more beneficial and
1: positive way. And it's, it's extremely liberating. Exactly. I mean, that's the beginning of the year. I I kind of do that to start the year and like set my intentions for the whole year and just review. And it's, it's so interesting to me to read journals from, you know, three or four years ago. And like, obviously they're positive, but I'm like, Oh my God, I can't even recognize who I am today then. And like that person would never couldn't even see how far we've come. Like it's just so much better. So it's, it's a good perspective. And you know, so, so many of us, I think, you know, have biases when we look back and so to have the ability to actually read your own writing and see it and be like this is what I was feeling this is what I was going through it's very liberating especially as you develop and continue to grow as a person
0: yeah and and for me it's the journaling is one of the only true ways you get to see the evidence that you that you're moving forward you know there's nothing that we don't we don't unfortunately the majority of us don't keep records we don't keep You know, this is what we're thinking like, and this is how we're thinking now, or this is the, these are the, you know, the intentions that I set at the beginning of the year, and this is what I've actually achieved or or how I've moved on. And without that, it's very hard to ever really identify actually how much progress we're making or worst case, if we're making progress.
1: Right. I I mean, I agree. And especially when you look at your whole being right, as yourself as a, an entire person, right? You might have a scale or a paycheck or, or something that gives you an idea in one area if you're having success, but that doesn't mean you're having a a full life, right? So if you want to take account for your whole life, journaling by far is the best way that I found as well to, to really get down and, and to know what's going on
0: so and and, that, and that's really quite an interesting thing because i've I've worked with an awful lot of um ceos and 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 directors and and stuff that they 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 see in a very very small picture that having let's say, wealth, and of course there's nothing wrong with having wealth, was that they had done it, but it wasn't until they started the journaling process or started the reflection practice that actually they realized that their relationships with maybe their spouse or their partner or their family wasn't as good as it should be. Their physical health was, wasn't was anywhere near it should be. Their emotional and, and, and mental um, health wasn't where it needed to be. But by doing the journaling process, they kind of like identified. Okay, these are the areas that I need to do. I've done this area, and I'm I'm really good at it. But what I now need to do is move on to the other ones and make sure that we're. It's 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 that holistic
1: model, isn't it really? Exactly. I mean, that's uh, I couldn't have said it better. And that's that was my life. You know, I had the the career success and everything else was what it was. And through the journaling, you you get to shed light on those other aspects of you and, you know, become that whole person.
0: I, I, we're probably going to have to have another interview further down the year, uh, because there's tons of stuff I, I, I want to speak to you about, but we're going to have to jump over.
1: Well, I'll give you one more thing. If, Go on in. Because everybody always finds this interesting. Um, so before we jump into the next section, um, and I'm very excited about this. So as part of my meditation practice after I'd been meditating for a few years, was to do a prolonged time in silence. And so I've done, oh, well, five days in silence. And then because of COVID last year, I didn't get to do it. And I actually leave shortly to do another five days in silence. And that is one of the most profound experiences that I've ever done. And in the future, my intention is to actually host Five day silent retreats for listeners like yours that want to come and experience the profound benefits that come from five days with only your thoughts.
0: Yeah, my, my would love my wife would love me to be silent for five days. <laughs> she really would. Um, actually, my one of my mentors did a retreat, um, a fourteen day silence retreat, and he said he said what you said. It was one of the most liberating experiences I've ever had, but he at the same time you couldn't believe how challenging it was at first when you first started doing it because it it was again it's interesting isn't it because what 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 benefits have you found in doing the silence for you
1: um i would say that again it was the most profound experience i've done um but for a soundbite really i realized that my thoughts weren't real So when you're sitting with your thoughts for five days, especially for the first three days, for me, it was like one of the loudest experiences I've ever had. And there was no noise. Um, just, you just realize like you have a thought about everything constantly and it never stops. And once you can quiet that down, it is incredible what you can perceive, what you notice and like how your life changes from that experience. (laughs) I would say one of the, maybe one of the easiest ways to describe it I was listening to a comedian and I forget his name. And he was talking about, he had a near death experience and kind of what he went through. And he obviously was making it in a light of comedy, but it was very similar for me to that because when you can't speak and the world goes on without you speaking or being a part of it, it's very interesting. And I think you just worked through a lot of your own thoughts and beliefs of how important you are when everybody else goes on without you.
0: Like I say, we're going to have to get you back on the show. Um, so let's jump over to the second part of the show. This is where I ask every guest the same set of questions. Um, so, sir, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. Brilliant. Okay. So the first question is, um, on average, how much time do you roughly dedicate to self-development a week? And that's body, mind, and spirit.
1: Uh, about an hour a day. So okay. Seven hours a week. Okay. And do you have a specific,
0: obviously you do meditation, but do you have a specific modality that you like to do working on your self-development?
1: Uh, I, I have themes, right? So like whatever the theme is for the year, uh, this year, kind of my theme of personal development was action and doing things that kind of pushed me. Uh, So that's what I try to do every day.
0: Okay. Question number two, what book has made the biggest impact to your self-development or personal growth and why, and
1: why, sorry. So, I mean, there's like the standard answers, right? Of like the, the original classics, but I wanted to go a little different with this one. So two of the books that I've read in the last five years that really had an impact. One was Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Um, really enjoyed that. And he kind of opened my eyes to marketing and promotion and things like that. And then Grant Cardone's book, 10 X took what I'd kind of learned from Darren Hardy and just blew it up and made it entirely new level. Uh, so those are the two books that aren't the classics that i found great benefit in.
0: Yeah, it it is. It's interesting because when you, when you speak to someone like yourself or uh, many of the guests on the show who read and read and read, um, there's interesting cause there's some obscure books, but y- you identify the ones that have made impact to people. And obviously thinking grow rich, the richest man in Babylon that they're, they're, they're those classics that are gonna come time and time again. But it's quite interesting how many times the, the um, compound effect comes and keeps coming in. Cause it's an absolutely brilliant book. And I love the audio book. He's got a great way, the way he, um, he narrates it on his uh, in the, in the book as well.
1: Yeah, it actually uh, inspired me to go to his high performance forum a few years ago, and that was a great event too. So, if no one's ever done that, and you like Darren Hardy, it's a great event. Exactly, exactly.
0: Um, okay, question number three is: What app makes the biggest impact to your business or personal life?
1: Well, I guess it's kind of goes on with number two, right? So, Audible, having the ability to listen to books everywhere, is Game changer for me. Have you ever heard of Scribed? I have, but I haven't used it.
0: Yeah, it's it's actually really really good. Although it it doesn't have the selection that Audible has because those credits become like gold dust. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't want to waste them on any old book. <laughs> you want to make sure it's it's a valuable book. Although they do have a return policy, which is always very useful. <laughs> um, question number four: What's your biggest business mistake that turned into a valuable lesson?
1: So early on in my career, I felt that just having the knowledge was enough. And it wasn't until beating Compound Effects in Grand Cardone that I realized that I was staying small. And just because you have the best product doesn't mean that people are going to buy it. You need to promote and market and share with people. And I would say that that was the biggest mistake I made early on in my career was just not, not sharing the message with enough people.
0: And was, and was that... Just because you didn't know the strategies, or there was there was a limiting belief, what what was the sort of things that were stopping you from doing that?
1: Um, the, I would say that the people that I was around, we were like the the boutique word of mouth. Like we don't need to go out and promote and like raise our hands. We're better than that. Um, and then once you like that'll get you so far, right? And like you can have great products, but if you really want to make an impact, you got to tell people you got to promote, you got to market.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Very true. Very true. Um,
1: question number five, what are your
0: challenges in harmonizing work and life and how do you manage them?
1: So I try not to have challenges anymore. And I think that my, uh, my meditation practices really help me balance everything. So yeah, just meditate. You won't have those problems.
0: Um, number six, what advice would you give an entrepreneur that you wish you would known started start
1: Uh, Don't overthink it. Just get started and start moving forward. Uh, Number seven,
0: what is your personal definition of success?
1: Success for me is basically a life full of passion and enjoyment, having stories to share with people and the ability to live life to the fullest.
0: Brilliant. Thank you very much. Um, Number eight, uh, I think we've probably already answered this, but I'll ask just in case there's any more. Uh, Do you have any daily routines or rituals that make a huge positive impact to your day?
1: Yeah, my I mean, we kind of talked about it, but my meditation, my journaling, um those are the two that really fire me up for the day.
0: Um the final question is, um have you had to adapt anything in order to deal with the covid situation within your business or within um your sort of mindset to deal with some of the challenges of the 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 world has faced
1: oh my, i mean there's so many challenges um my business on the wealth management and the real estate side was all referral business from in person networking um and so shifting that to digital and creating those connections and relationships online um was a big shift for me on that side of the business and uh, yeah, we made it through. Everything's good. But uh, it was definitely a shift when you're used to going to events every day to being in sitting in front of your computer. Yeah. Well,
0: and were you, um, what was, were you still allowed to do your sailing and stuff or was that
1: stopped as well? No, the boat was a saving grace for me. Definitely could make it out on the boat every day. Yeah,
0: I can imagine. I know, I know. Cause it's like, sometimes it's just, I, re- I really felt for the people that were kind of like stuck in apartment blocks and stuff who couldn't, who couldn't leave and didn't have sort of outside space or anything to sort of just segregate that sort of thought process.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I've, I felt that. And even, you know, there's a for me, I have a very deep connection to the ocean. So being able to, like, get out there and just be away from everybody and everything and just be present uh, again was it really helped me with that just everything that was COVID-related.
0: Well, Ken, we've come to the end of the show. So the floor is now yours to share how we can get hold of your book. Tell us a little bit about the course or anything else that you would like to share. And I'd make sure that we will get all of that information on the show notes.
1: Perfect. Yeah. the My website is kencladoris.com. I'm sure there's a link below, so I don't have to spell it for you. Um, <laughs> and on the website, I'll have, there's free resources, description of the book, uh, and uh, outline of the course, and again, the course Stillness to Success is really creating that stillness in your life so that you can hear the, your, your own answers to what success is for you and then define what your vision of that life looks like and then break that down into an action plan that you can do every day to reach your goals. Fantastic.
0: Fantastic. Ken, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule. Um, And I just want to take this final moment to wish you the greatest success.
1: Thank you so much. And I wish you the best success as well.
0: So first of all, just let me say a massive thank you for joining me today. It's lovely to know that you're out there listening and it's great to have the emails that I get from you with suggestions about the show and what you think about the show. That's really nice. Really does help me make the show even better. If you'd like to find out more about me and the types of services I offer or my social media links, then please visit www.jeffnicholson.uk. You can also join us on the Facebook page, just search for Success IQ Podcast, and that's a new page that we've put up that I'm trying to grow and develop. So you can tune in and find us on other stations such as Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, and of course iTunes. And if you have the time, it would be great if you could pop over there, leave a rating, leave a review, because it really does help me grow the show and make the impact that I'm really looking for. So just to say, I hope you have a fantastic week. I wish you the greatest success, and I look forward to speaking to you next week. Take care.